everyone. Welcome back to Grace Chats. I'm Elizabeth. This is your first time watching this or listening to this. Yeah, watching and listening. I just want to say welcome. Um, we're so excited just to have you listen to this, to this video. And I think this is going to be one of the most impactful ones that I have. I can feel it already. So I'm going to introduce our guest. This is Jewel. She's well, she's zooming. We're zooming all the way from Honolulu. Well, she's in Honolulu. I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> but um, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Yes, hi guys. Um, so Jewel, I was about to say fifth year, but I just graduated from Virginia Tech. Yes. Um, and I'm going to be an upcoming intern for Chi Alpha Campus Ministries, yes. ministering to the campus students. <laughs> All right. So the first question I usually ask everyone who's on here is what is your testimony? So that can mean any Ooh. way. You can tell any part of it, but that's just the general question I usually ask. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay, God, what you got for them? What you got for them today? Uh, my testimony. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. So this is the testimony of prophecy. Literally, um, I was raised in the church the majority of my life, um, raised Baptist. Then at some point in my life, um, I realized that uh, I was falling asleep in church. Like, I was going to church. My mom was like, Joe, you need to wake up. I was like, all right, I'm going to wake up since you want me here. I'm going to wake up. Um, I started waking up in church and listening to what was going on, and it was not anything worth listening to. Mm. Um, I decided that uh, if I'm going to come to church and be awake in church, I want to hear something worth hearing. It was yeah. a lot of politics going on in the Baptist church at that time, in my Baptist church back at home. Yeah. And um, I decided to go to another church uh, every Sunday morning. I was like, all right, if I'm going to wake up and get the word, I'm going to get the word from someone who's serving the word. Mm -hmm. uh, I started going to Calvary Christian. My mom was like, you know, I understand. I can't even be mad at you because at least you're, at least my daughter wants to go to church now. Uh, that was yeah. about, about high school. Um, I'm going to say either junior or senior year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I started to really delve into my relationship with Christ. The Lord had revealed to me um, it was not about religion, but it was about relationship with him. And yeah. religion was one of those things that uh, the Pharisees embarked on, you know. Mm -hmm. knowing the bible from front to back doing these ritualistic ceremonies all of that is great and dandy but none of it is good if you have no yeah. love and i was witnessing that there was no love in the church there was no remorse for just the souls that were present um they were they were coming to be fed and they were not being fed and i was young and i knew i needed to be fed because my mom told me i had to wake up right yeah so i must be getting <laughs> something out of it yeah um, started going to church on my own 8 a.m i'm not a morning person I wasn't a morning person back then. 8 a.m., got into church every Sunday morning, like senior, junior year. Um, and then I went to college. Mm. Uh, so, Talk about it. <laughs> when I say hell opened up beneath me, and I swear there was a whole anthem like, let's go, Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like, that's what it felt like. Um, and yeah. But when I say I was in this program called a uh, summer transition engineering program it was a five week program, mm -hmm. um, an immersive program of the simulation of what the first semester of college of engineering looked like. I got rejected from the college of engineering the first time. Um, really? I did wow. an on-site. Yep. I did an on-site wow. admission to Virginia Tech. Went there for the very first time. I didn't even want to go to Virginia Tech because I knew about the school. She was like, I'll never go there. Yeah. My counselor was a big hokey. Big hokey. He was yeah. an engineer and he played football for them. Now he's oh, a school okay. counselor. Convince everybody, and they mom, I'm gonna go to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, 
So like, just even at being at Virginia Tech, it was like, I'm not surviving for being here. The first time I went was a on-site uh, admissions program that my mother wasn't very supportive of like taking me to different colleges to go try out the university. So like I was really limited in my view of like where I wanted to go. Some days like yeah. me and my friends would just get up and go to a university and just go check it out because oh, wow. my mom and dad weren't doing that with me. So like yeah. we would literally skip school sometimes, leave class oh, early. So like wow. oh we're gonna go VCU to go check it out because yeah. we're like yo we're just some kids from Norfolk trying to get to yeah. college. Yeah, and our support system isn't like that, so yeah. we don't have to do it on our own. Yeah. Um. And so we did. But Virginia Tech is one of those schools that's too far away. We just oh, yeah. get up and go. <laughs> that's four hours. Oh, well, yeah. Three and a half, four hours. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> that day is like five hours from Norfolk. It's ridiculous. Oh, I, we didn't want to go there. If, we, if we're being so honest, I didn't want to go there. But yeah. there was this program called um, Access Program. They chose three students from each Norfolk public school out of the entire school mm. to go onto this trip. And of course, I was chosen. <laughs> 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 I was chosen. Uh, yes, I was chosen, God. Yes, I was yes. chosen. Um, <laughs> I went there. My mother rode with me. They took us on a bus. You bring your one guardian. Um, mm-hmm. You fill out the application before you go. They asked for like two, three essays. I was like, I don't want to go there. I'm making yeah. one essay. Yeah, it's subordinate, right? You think? Yes. You, look, many are plans of man, but the Lord orders His steps. Yeah, I wrote exactly. one essay. And it was yeah. the most provocative essay. I wasn't living for the Lord, y'all. BC, BC. Uh, <laughs> and, or like, I was still learning what it looked like to live for the Lord. Yeah. Um, I wrote the most provocative essay. <laughs> and my professor was, or my, my professor, my high school AP teacher was like, Jewel, this essay is so good. I said, what? It's better than my, than my dream school essay? Because I want to go to University of Michigan, right? Yeah. Didn't go there. But yeah. that's another thing. So I get to Virginia <laughs> Tech and they love on me. And I'm like, wow, mom, I got into college. They accepted me. I got rejected from engineering. But at the time, I got a second decision, which is university studies. They don't have that anymore. Oh, but yeah. it's really just like that idle place. Yeah. So my counselor introduced this program called Summer Transition Engineering Program. Says, when I said that was the hardest program of my entire life, it was an entire semester of engineering squished into five weeks. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. I had to get B's or better on every one of my classes and pass a math placement test in order to be directly put into the college of engineering. That was the very first wow. time while I was in college that I ever cracked up in my Bible. Because wow. I was like, God, I can't do this. You can't do it, yeah. Without me. Yeah. I cannot do it without you. I cannot do it without you. Um, fast forward, I get placed into the college of engineering. Here I am, materials science, engineering. Yeah. Um, and I started living for the world. I joined a sorority. Uh, it took over my life. Um, and it was, it was, it was not of the Lord. Like I really went in thinking that, you know, God, like this organization was built on Christian principles. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joining an organization. Like, Lord, if this is what you want for me, this is what you have yeah. for me. Like I wasn't, it wasn't a selfish prayer when I filled out the application. It was like, yeah. God, this is what you want for me. This is what you have for me. Yeah. Um, and I went in knowing that, you know, this organization was built on Christian principles. My thought process was I was about to join a group of some, some crazy, extravagant change makers. You yeah. know, I thought I was about to go in with some activists. I thought we was about to go crazy. 
you know, it yeah. just changed the way that this university looks at yeah. black women. Black women. Just, yeah. just, right? Like, that's what I was like. Yeah. Here we it go. sounds good. Yeah. It did sound good on a silver platter, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Lord <laughs> let me into the organization. That's first and foremost. I do yeah. say that for sure. Um, because I got in there. And um, again, not a selfish prayer. Like, yeah. I can say that wholeheartedly. Lord, if this is what you want for me, this is what you have for me. And I got in. Things was cool and dandy, you know, the fun underground crazy stuff. Yeah. It was and it then it was until it was not until I officially got my letters mm. that um I was voluntold into presidency. Um oh wow, okay. And I, I'm not the kind of person who wants to take on a presidential role. I'm more of a VP role. That's so interesting to me because you seem like such a leader. Well, I mean, vice presidential leadership, but you seem like someone who like, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, you're good at bringing people together. You're good at like connection. So it seems like to me, like president role would like fit like who you are as a person. That's so interesting. And (laughs) even in that though, Elizabeth, that just shows like the, I don't want to say insecurities, but like the level at which I perceive myself. Yeah. This is not the first time someone has said, Jewel, you strike me as a president position yeah me personally i will never jump to that ability to do that but i think there's also a humbleness in me that's like i'm not trying to be the forefront i'm not trying to be the face but i want to lead with a servant's heart and i think vice president is the ultimate servant's heart position because i'm not trying to be the forefront but i'm still going to do whatever it needs to get done vice president you know vp is like it's president part two you know yeah whatever the the president can get done yeah, they, they do. do the work. The and I don't mind. They're behind the do. scenes. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's true. I'm the behind the, the scenes. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what my sisters had told me, they're like, Jewel, you embody the um, the passion of this organization. And mm. I'm like, yeah, because it's supposed to be a servant. Servanthood. Like, that's, yeah. I think, we, I think we're all supposed body. to be a. <laughs> 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 one of our values it's serving yeah like, you know that. and while I was honored I didn't know what I was walking into I also hadn't healed from like what it looked like to be a good leader you know like yeah I was thinking do everything on your own if no one's gonna help you get it done by yourself and I was killing myself yeah. I was killing myself sis when I got into that role I had my very first panic attack I ever had in my life an anxiety attack never had it before like and I think that looking back on it now, that was spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. That was warfare. Um, it was also just a sign that I was worshiping something. Yeah. That wasn't God. Yeah. Um, and and I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, I was sacrificing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had my ups and downs with the organization as a leader, um, even just like to some degree at which Wow. To some degree at which uh, the dynamic of the team was flowing, I knew I was like, I don't want this, this energy. Let me, I don't want this, this energy to be replicated from generation to generation as far as how this organization works. I don't like, there should be no animosity. There should be no, um, no backbiting there should be no like jealousy everyone should want to work together everyone should yeah. want to have love for each other we should mm-hmm. be moving in sisterhood um 
And it, it really did occur to me, like, everyone had these very skewed perceptions of what sisterhood looked like. Um, it's like, how you ask a bunch of girls to show sisterhood to people who ain't never had sisters before in their life? Exactly. You see, and you, see, and you know what? I've noticed that like, even like, with friends I have, like, my two closest friends both have sisters. You know what I mean? It's just a different bond you, know, you make with people who have, because they get it. Like, we have sisters who know, oh, when you argue, it's like, okay, it's not a big deal. It'll blow over in a day. People who don't have sisters think, oh, my God. Like, it's a it, huge deal. And it's when not. you to cut people off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, That's so sisterhood. true. And, and at all. Like, it's just, it's like, I, I feel like it's so different having sisters. I feel like it makes you really different as a person, too, when you have sisters. I, I 100% agree with that. Like, you can't really ask you have more grace for people. Yes, exactly. And you're more exa- more understanding. Same about having grace. Exactly. I feel like you also are more considerate. Yeah. You're more considerate, a hundred percent. Especially when you're at least for me, when you're the oldest, because everything's always like you have to be like, even something simple things like, oh, not eating all of this because you know people have to eat after you. Simple things like that. People who don't who don't have siblings or sisters, like it just they don't it doesn't yeah. connect for them. Like it doesn't they don't get it. I don't get it. And, you know, and again, even giving them grace for that, you know, and that's okay, yeah. but you have to be willing to want to learn. You would think that like, that's yeah. something that we should be learning within the process going into obtaining the letters, but yeah. it was like a lot of tradition handed down from handed down from handed down from it. It's yeah. just like, hmm, at some point someone has to be like, this is not okay. Hmm, yeah. This is not working. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. This is not creating sisterly like bonds. Yeah. But you just kind of run with the tradition and you're like, oh, I want to shift it up a little bit. I remember, so moving forward, right? Summer comes, this past summer pandemic comes, everything changes. Everything yeah. changes for everybody. Yeah. How mm-hmm. how we live our lives, how we do this process by which we bring these girls into these organizations. Yeah. I was the last standing member of my organization. Wow. I said, <laughs> so, if I don't bring people in, this organization is going to die out. Literally, and especially at a, at, a, at a college campus like ours, at a, you know. PWIs. Yeah, our, our sororities are people of color. <laughs> Listen, they, they're small. And then if you don't bring in people, like, they, they die. You have, you have chapters start to die off. And no one wants to pick the torch back up once someone puts too it much down. Work. Yeah, too much yeah, work. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Too much. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I got to be the one to do it. Um, yeah full transparency i was like it takes 14 positions to bring in a line there's one person here (laughs) jesus i don't know how we're going to do it but i trust you (laughs) yeah exactly i trust you and then there was also just like there was always something going on with the organization at our chapter always something there was always someone not agreeing with somebody else. It's one line yeah. not agreeing with this line, and they got always got beef. And I'm like, we all came from the same organization. We all are called to love each other. We yeah. all, last I thought, this organization was built on Christian principles. I'm a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> where's the love? Where's the love? Where's the forgiveness? Yeah. Where's the where's the grace for people? Yeah. And again, like I'm I'm guilty too. I didn't have grace for certain situations. I would just oh, yeah. walk away from certain things. Yeah. Again, exactly. was not living for the Lord. I was exactly. not living for the Lord. It wasn't until this past summer when the Lord really took a lot of things away from me, shaved yeah. off. I want to say at that time, what was my God were my friends. My friends were my God because mm. they were the ones I ran to in times of trouble. They wow. were the ones I seek 
when it came time to figure things out or when yeah. I was hurting or when I wanted to have a good time or yeah. before I went to bed at night or when I woke up in the morning. I couldn't yeah. be alone because I my friends were always with me. The Lord yeah. said, and, and just the way that the situation even panned out, looking back on it, um, it didn't fully make sense. Mm-hmm. How they just got shaved off to that degree. Like these yeah. are people who I thought were going to be walking down the aisle with me, like wow. a part of my wedding. And just the way that wow. the Lord just shaved them off of me. I remember crying out to the Lord, like, God, why, why are you doing this to me? And then the question shifted from why are you doing this to me to what are you trying to teach me in this moment? Mm. That is what such a important question. Yes, that is. So, oh my god, it's crazy because what you're saying, like, I really, oh my gosh, like, ah, this is crazy because I went through a, the same thing. Well, I don't have that many friends with one friend. <laughs> this yeah. pandemic, I have two close friends playing in every, and then obviously I'm in a relationship. But that's pretty much it. I keep my circle really small because I've been hurt before. You know, As you so should. I do, like friends. As you should. Like, I love. Yeah, like I love to like talk to you but I really like it doesn't it takes me really long a long time to like actually like be friends with somebody like it really does like I I am slow but that really that that really resonates with something I went through I had a one friend who like everything's like we talked every single day every single hour of the day anything that was going on it would text her or talk to her all the time but all my issues like it's like I wouldn't but I would not go to God first I think for her was probably similar I think that's why this during the pandemic it's like our friendship kind of went like we like you know, it was, and it was, for me, it hurt for a long time. Like, I, I wasn't even till it, it still hurts now. Like, I'm, you know, I still have things where I'm just like, oh, this is really fun for me to talk to her about. Oh, I wish we were doing this together. But like, and we're moving on in our lives. Like, it hurt a lot. But like, after I got over that, I was like, I started to see why the yeah. friendship was gone. And it's because you're listening to these people, not listening to God or going to him first. I think that or I would, even I would, wise would, counsel. Yeah, wise exactly. Counsel. Yeah, wise. Can you, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like it also can come into like what's the word? Like a toxic cycle. They can start to become something that's like you're codependent, that's the word, on each other. And you're not codependent on God. And that's when he starts to be like, okay, so who are you really who are you really trying to get your like guidance from? This person or me? I think that really speaks like your experience of having everything gone. But it's also interesting how. When you got everything taken from you, that's when you started to look at the God patterns in your life. That's what he wants. He said, yeah. if I have to take everything from you for you to recognize who I am, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so that way you can build, he's going to remove the shaky foundation. Yeah. He removed it all because I need you to build a foundation that's on me, foundation yeah. that stands firm, a foundation that's strong, a foundation that when the waves crash, when the wind blows, and when the yeah. fire comes, I am still here. Yeah. See, so, so you're at. You got to do that. I was gonna say, so you're at that point where you you understand that you understand like now you know when you feel something like in a certain situation like okay God I know this is you trying to communicate with me. How did you get to that point where you start to? Because some people when you when you bring up I'll oh, tell you right God's now <laughs> when some people say right when now. you say like you heard God people are like oh like audible but like you, it's sometimes it's not audible it's an impression in your heart it's a feeling it's anxiety it's you know what I mean sometimes it's like not just it's hearing thoughts. yeah it's your it's thoughts your thought. yeah it's your thoughts but so how did you get that, there <laughs> I got you so getting to that point it's not easy but it's, yeah. it's beautiful it is beautiful it's not easy it hurts. Like some nights you think you're not going to make it. I'm going to tell you. So when it came time to bring in this line, the, the line of girls, my sorority, 
um, that summer, the Lord said to me, everything's going to change with you. I was like, I didn't like the way that things were going in my organization. I didn't like that there yeah. was no love. I didn't like that. No one wanted to help other people out. If there was something, if they wanted to help somebody out, it was always like uh, a trade-off that came with it. Like, you got to do yeah. this, to do this, to get this done. I didn't like that. And also, like, it deteriorated, like, the relationships. There was no genuine, like, organic relationships being created. And I knew that just, like, a lot of it wasn't of God. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm guilty for being a part of it because I was a part of it, right? Yeah. So like, I know, at no point at, at this at, in this story am I saying that I'm better than anybody. I'm yeah. as equally at fault for anything that has happened as anybody else's, if not more, because being able to recollect those things, right? Um, when the Lord said that to me, I was like, "Yes, we're going to reestablish Christian principles in this organization. We're going to start doing Bible plans. We're going to start doing Bible study. Yeah. We're going to start doing." But with that, I was still mixing in old traditions with God things. And that was not you can't okay. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't realize that at that time. I'm like, oh, because I didn't realize what was really going on. But when the Lord really started to like unveil things to me, we go through the process, bringing these girls in. I'm forming real relationships with them. I'm forming sisterhoods with them, like legitimate yeah. sisterhoods and bonds with them. And like, like like real relationships and I just was so at peace with that but there was still so much so much chaos going on around it that I was like god there's still something up yeah well I will say that the day before the day before that they were about to get their letters we made it to the very end it was a long journey they were just about to get their letters yeah. Elizabeth the lord shut that jank down really we said, I got an email that what I want to say they're about to cross Saturday morning. Oh no, we had our last day, which was Friday, Thursday, Friday evening. Um, I got an email saying that your organization is on cease and desist, and you have been suspended. But with no, with no, ex with no explanation, just the fact that hazing you, you can't, you allegations. Why, but hazing what? allegations. Stop. That's what happens when you mix god things with other with traditions of this world wow that is so wow I'll be honest, that's where i was in my life yeah and i'm not ashamed of it because i've been redeemed i yeah. that moment in time needed to happen because yeah. i was hearing the voice of god but i was not seeking him as deeply as i should have to yeah. be able to clarify what he meant by everything is going to change with you yeah. The organization I put on system was just and Jewel got suspended. I got suspended in that seven days. Wait, so suspended from like the university. The university. Wait, they can do that. Well, oh, I did not know they could do that. Because I was considered a threat to society. Wow, I did not know that. So with That's that, crazy. I got suspended. Um in that time I was talking to my sisters, my big sisters and stuff like that. Um, my profile, she's trying to figure out what to do, how to make this story move, like yeah. how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna strategize. Yeah. The thing was, I was listening to everybody else except mm. for God. Wow, stop. And everybody else's answers, everybody else's advice was giving me anxiety. Yeah, oh, like I, when I say I was shaking. Like, I was losing my mind. Like, you can even ask my homegirl, Jessica, because she was an yeah. important organization, but she was, she stood in the gap for me. Yeah. That's why it's so important to have people in your corner who are God-fearing women 
God yeah. created men who could stand in the gap for you. And yeah. she stood in the gap for me, bro, because just talking to her, like, she, if you ask her, she's like, no, Jewel was losing her mind. Like, I yeah. was typing up stories, trying to phrase things a certain way. And the Lord was just saying to me, trust me. Yeah. I will give you. And when I finally, like, this was like, you just need to rest in, in, in the presence of the Lord because right now, it's too much going on. It's yeah. too much. It's too much noise from every other direction but him. You need to, to push all that out. And for seven days, Elizabeth, I I sat in the presence of God. Wow. I didn't want to be. I didn't. I, I stayed in my room. And if I left my room, I went to a coffee shop to go read. Wow. Yeah. I stayed in the presence of God, and the Lord said to me, "Was I'm going to give you grace? Wow. This is not how you're going to go out. I'm going to give yeah. you grace." Yeah. But it took so seven days for me to focus on because he took Delta from me and mm -hmm. my organization was going to cease and desist. He yeah. took school from me because I was suspended. Suspended, he yeah. He took the people that I spent most of my time with because uh, they had a no contact order with me so they cannot contact me. Oh my God, so I was completely serious? isolated. Wow. It is. I mean, it is. That, like, the reality yeah. is it is. There, there are people who die from these things, from, yeah, from uh, yeah, sorority 100%. and fraternity oh, stuff. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, they're not 100%. trying to have no cases. That wasn't the case here. Nobody yeah, was yeah. on oh, the edge yeah, of dying. Yeah. I'm, um, sure. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. And that was not the case here. Um, <laughs> and if it was Jesus and I didn't see it, then your hand is over it. I paid yeah. your name. Um, and the Lord took everything that I put before him from me. Wow. And it was just me. And I remember waking up the next day and he said to me, it's just me and you. Wow. And I said, yeah, because I can't do schoolwork because I got locked out of Canvas. <laughs> I can't do Delta work because we all see some distance. And it's just me and you. Yeah. And I really just, I cracked up in my word. I started reading um, the story of Luke. The Gospels. It's really the Gospels. Matthew yeah. was the focus. But Luke became such a focus in Luke 145. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told to her by the Lord. The Lord said, I'm going to give you grace. Wow. He said, I'm going to give you grace, but you need to stay at my feet and you trust me. Yeah. And it's not going to look like I'm giving you grace. It's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. But you need to, when the Lord tells you things, mm -hmm. it is, if you, Woe to the rebellious children, Isaiah 30 and 1. Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan, but not mine, and yeah. make alliance, but not of my spirit, in order to add sin to sin. Mm. It kept getting worse, Elizabeth, when I started lying about stuff, because now you're adding sin to yeah. sin. Yeah. When I pulled back and said, no, I'm just going to tell the truth, the yeah. whole truth and nothing but the truth, because the Lord yeah. that I serve... Woe to me to think that I'm in more control than God, that I could tell a lie and it, and it will all be cleared up because of yeah. what Jewel did. Jewel's yeah. power. Jewel has no power. Jewel yeah. only has the power that comes from the Lord. <laughs> exactly. So what Jewel is going to do is exactly. fall on my sword. Boom. Exactly. Let the sword of the spirit sharpen me, right? Mm -hmm. And trust in him. Yeah. And to answer your question, how did I get to that point? Yeah, Girl, I fell on my sword. Mm. So you humbled humble yourself. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Humble ourselves and yeah. and and seek His face because, like you said, you know, and like we're talking about, 
sometimes we can hear the, the voice of God audibly. Sometimes yeah. it's through our conscience. Yeah. But in order for it to be through our conscience, we have to fill our conscience yeah. with the word of, of God. If we don't fill it with him, how can we be hearing what he has to say? That's how we have to decipher between the voice of our flesh, yeah. the voice of the enemy, and the voice yeah. of God. The voice, yeah. something, um, I was listening to a podcast by A.R. Bernard. Phenomenal, phenomenal. My cousin put me on. Cousin's a minister. He's only really ministered to me in the, in the time of the pandemic when I was like, Jesus, what do I do? Yeah. Yep. And praise God for my cousin and his obedience to the Lord and also his business, a family restaurant, which I worked in the entire summer. Being surrounded <laughs> by God's word, surrounded yeah. by God's people, surrounded by God's music. And um, A.R. Bernard says, uh, he said, the best way to decipher the voice of uh, the enemy, the voice of the Lord and the voice of your flesh is the voice of the enemy will pull you back, mm-hmm. will set you back. The voice of your flesh will keep you right there. Mm-hmm. The voice of God will, put you, will pull you out of your comfort zone. All right, y'all come back next week for part two of the episode Hearing God's Voice with Jewel Hayes. And we will hear more about her story and more about how she applies hearing God's voice um, in her life practically and as a discipline. Thank you for listening to Grace Chats. And again, see you next time.